0: You're listening to the Limitless Nomads podcast designed to give you practical advice on creating an extraordinary digital nomad life. It's hosted by me, Ali Archer. I am a travel blogger, entrepreneur, and business mentor for digital nomads based in San Diego, California. Years ago, I ditched the nine to five life in pursuit of creating a flexible online business so I could travel the world without limits. 39 countries and six continents later, I have no plans of stopping anytime soon and I'm ready to take you along for the ride with me. Tune in for tips about online business, travel, lifestyle, and mindset, and get ready to design your thriving nomad lifestyle. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Limitless Nomads podcast. In this episode, I am going to talk about what a typical day in my life looks like as a digital nomad at home while I'm traveling. So, kind of what the difference looks like with that. I'm also going to talk about how to set up your day to day schedule so that you can enjoy your life, you can enjoy traveling still be able to get things done and that's really important especially when you're traveling is to not feel like you're chained to your laptop all day but not feel like you're so overwhelmed and, and unorganized and like you can't enjoy where you're traveling to because you have clients and you because you have work to do so there is a really good balance that you can come across when it comes to the work from work from home life or the work from anywhere life And it really comes down to productivity and prioritization. So before getting into like my typical day of my life, how I set up my schedule, I want to do a quick mindset flip around working while traveling, because if this is your first time working while traveling, maybe you um, have a traditional style job, or maybe you are just getting into being self-employed or having your own business. Maybe you haven't done any remote work before there is a, a shift. A difference between going into an office or, you know, starting turning your your computer on at a certain day or a certain time of the day. And there is a difference between that and working for yourself and being accountable and like having your own routine. And those first few weeks of starting your online business, especially for me, because I came from working in an office for two years after working in the travel industry. And And that was, it was a shift because I would wake up, I would do my morning routine, my morning meditation. I would um, do my gratitude journaling, everything I like to do when I first wake up. And then I was like, okay, so should I turn my laptop on? Should I start working now? Do I eat breakfast first? Do I go to a coffee shop and then start working? Like, what do I need to do? What should, What are my priorities? And it was kind of awkward those first few weeks because I was like, oh, it's 9 a.m. and I haven't started to work yet, but I guess I can do the laundry or I guess I can go take a fitness class if I wanted to because I'll get my work done. After, and it was kind of this weird balance. So, if you are just getting started, or if this is a shift to working online, you haven't had experience with that yet, it's totally normal to feel a little awkward in the beginning as you make that transition and just know that you will get used to it. You will get into a routine. And for me, honestly, my routine at home looks very similar to my routine when I'm traveling. And that's because I just work from my same laptop. I don't have a desktop setup. If you want to have a desktop set up at home and then have a mobile like laptop that you take with you, that's fine, like whatever works best for you. But I just, I, my setup and my routine is so similar at home compared to when I'm traveling. And the biggest, um, the biggest flip on the travel side is having to work when you're traveling. And if you're someone who's only traveled or gone somewhere where it's been a vacation, there is going to have to be that like, Ooh, okay. So I, I am having to work. I do have to have some sort of balance and you can plan it out where you work, you know, for maybe a few hours a day, or maybe you have, one or two or three days per week where you are working most of the day and then the other days you don't have any work to do or um, you just have to kind of come up with some sort of balance routine that works for you but you do have to kind of flip the mindset of yes i do have to work but this is exciting because i am able to afford this lifestyle financially and also with my time and my schedule and that's a really big deal Uh, For me, in a previous episode, I talked about how much I've traveled in the past year because my business financially supported me and I had the freedom of the location to travel. I mentioned going to Costa Rica, the Dominican Republic. I went to Italy, Greece. I went back to Italy later. I went to Amsterdam, Spain, all over the U.S. for various family engagements and weddings and where else did I go into South America twice because I liked it so much. So I came home and then I went back <laughs> and like, I have done a ton of traveling and I know for a fact, at least if with my previous job, or if I had other jobs in industries that I've worked in, I just know that I would not have been able to travel as much as I have if I was working for somebody else. Again, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Zero shade. I have so many friends that have traditional jobs or they work remotely nine to five. That's completely fine. But I know for me, at least, it would have been a lot more challenging to have to balance that. So having my own schedule makes it in a way easier, but you have to kind of wrap your mind around it and get used to that routine. And what I really suggest doing is if you do have resistance around the whole work and travel thing is to get into the reward of it. It's like, yeah, there is a little bit of sacrifice because you do have to spend part of your day working. For me, I usually work Monday through Fridays, occasionally On weekends, I'm trying not to, but I just, I like what I do a lot. So I'm one of those people, but um, usually I work like during the weekdays and I work for several hours a day, maybe a couple hours a day. Sometimes it's like seven, eight hours a day, but I never work a full like 40 hour week. I don't need to, because I have really strong productivity and prioritization methods in place that I will go over in this episode, but there are so many days where I feel really good about my balance that I have. And when I'm traveling, I know that, okay, I have to get this project finished or this task completed for a few of my clients. And then I'm going to be going out and exploring the city, going to see the sites, going to try new foods, meet up with my new friends that I met or people I'm traveling with and go out to eat. And there is a really positive balance there. So I have, and for me, it was so cool and exciting to be able to like, wow, I'm getting paid online and I'm traveling wherever I want to like that freedom was so thrilling to me. And it really still is like, I do not take it for granted for a second because I think it's so exciting and so fun. So when it comes to scheduling and prioritization, which sounds like oh, okay, prioritization, that sounds kind of boring, but when you think about it, it's really important to have a strong schedule in place and routine and just be able to be able to kind of transfer that wherever you are in the world. So whether you're working from home or working abroad. And what I like to do is I like to organize my week. And then I like to organize, like look at my overarching tasks for all of my clients for a month. And then I go into my prioritization mode um, to prioritize. So basically with prioritization, I would be looking at which tasks take priority. So which tasks do I need to do first to move the needle with all the projects I'm doing? And then what else comes after that? Um, And then productivity comes into place next. So first it's like getting organized, step one. Step two is prioritization. So setting up, like prioritizing what takes the most importance. And then step three is productivity, which is actually executing on that work and getting it done. Now, beyond that, there is two sides of your thinking and like how you like, Process and how you work. And that's going to be more like the creative mind focused tasks where you have to use either strategy or thinking, like creative brain thinking. So for me as a social media manager for a bunch of clients, that's my service-based business, is offering social media services. I am using my creative brain when I am outlining a content calendar for the month. So I'm coming up with what content pieces would be really exciting. What can we uh, talk about that would be more strategic to help the client's brand grow on social media, and then also actually creating that content. So coming up with the images that I'm choosing, coming up with the videos and be editing together the videos or having someone on my team do that. Then there's um, captions, writing out all of the captions, choosing the hashtags, if it's a platform that uses hashtags. And then um, that would be more of the creative side, the strategic side, the creative side. And then on the other side of the brain, it would be more like client communication. So the regular communication that I do to talk to the client, like, hey, the content's ready for you to review. Let me know if you have any revisions. Like that's communication. There's um, the more admin style pieces, like taking the content and transferring it from a Google doc to the content calendar where the client can review it and then transferring it later from the content calendar to the scheduling tool. So it gets auto-scheduled in advance. So instead of me going on Instagram every day for five different clients and manually finding a picture and typing out a caption, in uploading it, I'm doing everything in advance. So that is something that no matter what systems you have in place for your service, like whatever service that you offer, find ways that where you can come up with systems to make things easier to do at one time. So like for me, I know that with social media, I'm able to auto schedule almost all of the social media posts in advance using like a software, like a scheduling tool. And if I have the client, if I come up with the content all at once, have the client review all that content on, you know, within a few days and then provide revisions, I update it based on like the edits that they wanted. And then I'm able to do it all in like these little chunks versus like every single day having to come up with a brand new post because that wouldn't be really efficient, right? So how can you take whatever service that you have and how can you come up with ways to make it more efficient so that you can do more work like and just get it done at one time and then um, so that you're not necessarily stuck on a laptop every single day doing the same exact thing. This can also kind of goes along with a term called batching. If you're familiar with batch creating or batching tasks, batching, it's um, where you, that's like a term where it's like you just do all of those tasks at once. So for example, This is the fourth episode that I am recording for this podcast, and I've actually created them back to back. I am batch recording these episodes instead of sitting down once a day. I absolutely could sit down once a day, but I'm feeling really creative. I have a lot of creative brain power right now, and I'm using that creative brain power to sit down and record these, you know, back to back. Probably won't do more than four because I can kind of feel myself getting mentally tired, but. And that's where like, you should always look at your services that you're doing and have that like self-awareness. Like, is it realistic for you to do X, Y, and Z all in one day, or do you maybe you might need a couple of days and you can still batch your tasks together and get the biggest tasks done like in at one time, but you also want to be realistic. Well, it's like, okay, you, maybe you need to do a month's worth of content as a social media manager for a client. And you know that you're going to be on a plane to Europe and you're coming from California and that's going to mean a nine hour time difference and a lot of jet lag. So is it realistic? Like, can How can you be proactive um, and prioritize your tasks ahead of time so that you know, okay, I'm gonna be really jet lagged. I'm gonna be on a plane for also 10 to 20 hours, however long it takes. And how can I actually create all this content before I fly over to Europe? So it's done and I have my strong brain power and I can do it then. And then when I'm in Europe, I can just do the revisions. So like really think about your month, the tasks, the services like that you're offering and what you're doing day to day. And how can you really work with your schedule and your lifestyle to get things done, but do it in an efficient way. Okay. So my favorite book, I've mentioned this a million times on my blog and my courses on my um, social media and to all of my friends and it's called The One Thing. So this book, it's called The One Thing by Gary Keller. It is in Jay Papasan and it is a game-changing book. Uh, It is really good for productivity and basically the one method states something like, what is the one thing I can do that will make everything else easier or unnecessary? So it really comes down to prioritization with this book and it comes down to setting up your day so that you have your most needle moving task activity. That's something I always talk about. What is the biggest thing that will move the needle with what I need to get done? So if I'm looking at stuff for clients, like, okay, I might need to respond to a text that they sent me and Slack, you know, Slack is a communication, like texting app. So maybe the client sent me a message on slack and i need to respond to that okay i can go back and forth with them but like that's like a little task but the biggest needle moving task is maybe that day it's like oh i need to schedule out the entire month of content that got approved by the client okay so that's going to take me maybe 30 minutes to do so that is my biggest task it's going to make the biggest difference if i get that done so that's going to be my number one priority i'm not going to think about anything else in my day until I get that done. And then after that gets done, I can do the other tasks that might require my my brain power. Um, And I usually with the one thing method, like the more creative strategic side of your brain should be used for that one thing. But uh, it's also like the most needle moving, most important task. So think about your day, like how I set it up, whether I'm home or I'm traveling. I look at my week, it's either Sunday night or Monday morning. I take a look at my planner and I just dump brain dump. I use actually use the passion planner. It's like a physical planner. I really like it. You can write this in a journal. You can use Google calendar. You can do whatever planner calendar works for you. Um, but I like to just brain dump all the tasks I need to do for my personal life and for my business and my clients. So I'm like, what do I need to get done this week? So I just kind of like, just dump it out. And then I organize it in order of priority and deadlines. So if a client has, I'm using my content calendar example again. So say, um, I usually like to send the clients the content calendars between the 10th and the 12th of the month. So say May 10th, a content calendar is due and that content is due for the content that will be posted in June. So May 10th, that's my deadline. Maybe it's May 8th. Okay, I need to make sure I complete that content. So I'm actually going to write out all the content that day. It's May 8th. Okay, so that is like my needle moving task on May 8th. Maybe that's Monday. And then on um, Tuesday, maybe what I do is I have um, someone on my team, my manager who helps quality check and review things. Maybe I have her. Hey, on Tuesday, I'll need you to um, do the typical I call it phase two. I have a whole system phase two check. Um, It's just my internal systems that I have in place, but uh, hey, can you do a phase two or no, sorry, that would be phase one, phase one for the content and make sure all the grammar is good, the sentence flow is good, the image links are working and everything. So once that's done, let me know, and then I'll send it to the client. And then that's done on May 9th. So then it's like that task, oh, send client the content calendar before May 10th. Okay. So like thinking about what are the deadlines that you've set up with your business for your clients, like, okay, I'm going to deliver the tasks that I'm doing for my business to you, um, on the 10th of every month, maybe you do photo editing. I've used that example. Hey, send me all the photos on the first of the month for that month. And I'm going to edit them by the 10th and then give me the revisions by the 15th of the month. So like, look at that kind of like workflows that you have month in and month out with your clients, and then kind of you can set up your days around that. So for me, like I said, with my passion planner, I just list out all the tasks. If I'm traveling, I honestly don't bring the passion planner with me because it's a little heavy. So I do this on my um, on my MacBook, on the notes app. It's still just as organized for me but I like brain dump all the tasks. Then I prioritize them by date and importance. And then on each day, I make a little mini to-do list on my one thing. So what's my, I literally type the one thing because I read the book, the one thing I write out the main thing I need to do. That's the most needle moving task. And then I write down the other things I need to do, whether it's deadline, whether it's admin work or just in how I need to get it done. From there, I like to estimate how long it's going to take me because it can be, Sometimes I underestimate how long something will take me. Um, sometimes I overestimate, say a content calendar, or let's just say scheduling content, 30 minutes. So I type out 30 minutes next to that. And then I type out all the time it might take me for the other little things I need to do that day. But I know that even if I have at least 30 minutes, I'm getting my most important thing done. And then as long as I'm accountable to my clients, I'm not like leaving them hanging. I'm not ignoring their messages. I'm not you know, being late on stuff. Then it's like the other stuff, I can do it later that day or I can do it the next day. But at least I have my main thing done. And that makes me feel like good about that. Because like, say I only had two hours worth of work that day, I kind of like list out what I really need to get done. And I look at that and I'm like, oh, it's only about two hours. That's really cool because now I can plan the rest of my day. So if I'm at home, I usually plan in a fitness class. I plan in stuff to um, go see friends and, you know, other things I want to do. And, uh, when I'm traveling that extra time is spent with like sightseeing, going to see different attractions, going out to different restaurants and trying new food, or maybe it's actual travel logistics, like taking a bus to a new city, getting on a flight. Um, it's just kind of like whatever that day needs, like whatever that day is. And, you know, if I have a flight or something and I'm going to be at the airport, I know they have Wi Fi, then I might use that time at the airport to work because I might have two hours with Wi Fi, but I'm going to be spending the morning kind of going out and about in that city and exploring. And then I know that I'm going to have Wi-Fi. So then that's when I do my work and when I focus. So it really just depends on what your schedule is like when you're traveling. And and sometimes it can be helpful to travel a little bit slower. You don't have to travel really slow but sometimes it's a lot nicer to have a little bit extra time in a certain city or destination so that you can feel like you can fully explore and take advantage of all the fun things to do while not feeling rushed or stressed about work. So some people will even spend an entire month in a city or whatever their tourist visa allows them to spend time in. Some people do a week or more and, um, and yeah, it just really just depends on your interests, your lifestyle and everything. So yeah, hopefully that kind of helps kind of break down my typical week and typical day in my life. Uh, when it comes to like a specific day in my life, I actually did a reel on Instagram and TikTok, like a video that had day of my life. I've done it a couple of times um, so far, at least. And I feel like people seem to like it because they can kind of see what a realistic day looks like when I'm traveling. So I did a one more recently day in my life as a digital nomad in Buenos Aires, which is in uh, the capital of Argentina. And it's really accurate to my travel life. If you want to check it out, it's like Talking about me going working at a coffee shop and then going out and sightseeing, going to fitness class, trying new food, really similar to my life back home in San Diego. And um, I did another one last fall, day of my life traveling in Amsterdam. And it was pretty much the same thing, but it's like what it looks like doing that in Amsterdam. So it might be kind of fun to check out if this is like um if being a digital nomad is a new adventure for you. And it might be kind of fun to see like. You know the different scenery because it really is possible like i'm doing the same type of work working with the same clients every single month doing the same tasks but i can be in a completely different new location and as long as i have wi-fi and i'm accountable to everything then then i can you know go work from anywhere like literally like it can i can work from a cafe i can work near the beach i can go to a city i can work from home on my sofa with YouTube in the background, you know, I, I can do whatever I have that flexibility. And that's something that's very achievable and doable. And you'll notice the more that you travel and the more that you're in some of these cities, like a lot of people are doing this. It's really becoming very common. So if you're still kind of thinking like, I don't know if it's possible for me, like it's possible. It's so possible. It's not just me. I'm not like an anomaly or random person that just decided to do this one day, like this is this is possible. And that's why I really recommend the service-based business model because this the business structure, like you don't have to do social media like I do. You can do any service that a client or business like would pay for, but it is such a, a business model that you can replicate and customize to your own interests, honestly, and do it from anywhere. It really, really, really is. So that is the overview of a typical day in my life when I'm at home or traveling as a digital nomad. I wanted to really kind of dive into the prioritization and productivity strategies that I use that have been really helpful because when I first started like I said it was a little awkward to kind of transition and shift to working for myself and not have a boss like telling me what I needed to do like I needed to figure out what I needed to do that day. So the three phases of getting organized and then prioritization and then productivity which is the work part is a really helpful like workflow so organize organize prioritize, and productivity. And then batching your work together is really helpful. Using the one thing method is really helpful. And then adding estimated time of how long it might take you for each task every day. Uh, Looking at your overall week and month with your clients and kind of outlining the specific deadlines and dates that you have for what you're offering them and uh, getting that work done ahead of time. And then kind of like working that in with your day and how you can still travel and do fun things at home or abroad that fit into that uh, day-to-day life. And it's a lifestyle, like just, it's not like a one-time thing, it doesn't have to be. You can continue traveling for as long as you want to or work online for as long as you want to. So with that being said, thank you so much for listening. And I do wanna quickly remind you that the giveaway for a free spot in Passport to Pinterest, which is my e-course for freelancers to learn how to get paid managing Pinterest accounts for businesses. As a freelancer. And all you need to do, it's super, super simple, only takes like a minute or two to do. You go over to Apple Podcasts, find this podcast, and then click write a review, leave a five star review, and that will automatically enter you into the giveaway. What you need to do though, because when you submit the review, it takes a few days to process. So before you submit, make sure you uh, screenshot the review and email it to me at hello at ghostseekexplore.com. That way I can make sure that you. You're officially entered into the giveaway, and I will choose a winner at random to win the uh, spot in Passport to Pinterest. And with Passport to Pinterest, it's a really helpful of course to help you work online as a freelancer, um, and that could be a potential service to offer Pinterest. So if you want to offer Pinterest as one of your services, or if you wanted to get into social media and have that be one of your services, it's really helpful. I'm updating the course. I'm adding creator options as well as freelance, um, videos soon. So that should be updated, but I do keep it up to date. Like when the algorithm changes and stuff like that, just to make sure that I give you guys the best information so that you're literally a Pinterest expert. I've done Pinterest management for my clients for so many years at this point, I started charging only $200 a month as more, um, or as like, even for like full on strategy. And then later I started charging over a thousand dollars a month for Pinterest specifically. And it only takes me about four to five hours per month. So that's four or five, not 45, <laughs> four or five hours per month. And it's really high quality, really valuable for the clients. It's not like I'm just BSing four hours of work and calling it a day and charging a lot of money. Like I actually get really good results with Pinterest and I teach you everything I know about that in uh passport to Pinterest. So If you want to get a spot for free, remember that's what the giveaway is. Uh, Leave a five-star review, screenshot it, and then email it to me. I'll leave the information in the show notes. If you already have Passport to Pinterest, you're already a member of the course, then you will get a free one-on-one call with me if you win the giveaway. So either way, you cannot lose just by entering. You never know, you might be selected. So thank you so much. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen and I will see you in the next one.